0: Welcome to Health My name is Brian Hazelgren. I'm your host for this podcast, and this is your Healthy Habits Zone. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, this show is all about healthy living and overall well being. What we always do in this uh, podcast is we discuss topics that are related to your health and wellness. We also talk about things that can help you achieve optimal wellness and well being and emotional balance. Plus, we discuss tips and trends to help you find true balance in your life. Think of this show as your source for optimal health, wealth and balance in your life. This podcast is actually sponsored by RX to Live, the prescription for life, where RX to Live is not only the fastest growing medical and wellness franchise on the planet, we're also on a mission to positively affect 1 million lives. As always, we want to thank Heroes Media Group, and C-Suite Network Radio for the production and the distribution of this podcast. You know, I want to talk a little bit about uh, something that came full circle for me. You've heard me in the past talk about having balance in life, staying focused, eliminating stress. Well, I must admit that uh, I had a little bit of a wake-up call when I went to the doctors a little while ago and noticed that I was 20 pounds heavier than I was three months earlier. Uh, Going through the holidays, the stress of the holidays, of course, uh, the stress of life, the stress of uh, work and um, traveling too much and only getting four to five hours of sleep at night, eating poorly, not exercising enough. All of a sudden, I found myself staring at a number on the on the, uh, uh, digital readout of the, of the, when I was being weighed at the doctor's office and I was shocked. So, uh, that wake up call helped me realize that I probably needed to start learning a little, not learning, but, um, actually diving in a little bit deeper and actually practicing what I preach. (laughs) So (laughs) we all have, uh, stress in our lives. Some react to stress a little bit differently uh, but this recent visit to my doctor's office and seeing that I was 20 pounds heavier than I was three months ago, it just I figured I needed to start identifying what those causes are. Like I mentioned earlier, it's travel, way too much travel, uh, poor diet while I'm on the road, lack of exercise, lack of sleep. And all of a sudden, what I, what I realized is that my cortisol was increasing, but I wasn't even paying attention. So I thought what we'd do is kind of go into a three-part series and talk about beating stress and also maybe speak a little bit about some natural ways of lowering our cortisol levels. Uh, We all need it. And um, these three parts, to keep things short and simple, try to keep this uh, always under 30 minutes, but... um, I think if we go through a few things here, this is more than a 30-minute discussion. So I'm going to break this up into three different segments. So the first segment, we want to talk about uh, cortisol, first of all, and then start getting into some of those ideas uh, that you can lower your cortisol levels. And these are all natural ways of doing that. So let's start off then by talking about cortisol. Uh, Cortisol is a stress hormone that's released by the adrenal glands. Now, it's important for your body to deal with stressful situations, your body and your mind. And as your brain triggers its release or the release of cortisol, that's in response to many different kinds of stress. However, when cortisol levels are too high for too long, that hormone can hurt you more than it helps you. And then over time, High levels of cortisol may cause weight gain, high blood pressure. It'll disrupt your sleep. It can uh, negatively impact your mood. It can reduce your energy levels and contribute even to diabetes. So what happens when cortisol is too high? Well, I looked at uh, some studies that were done by several uh, physicians and lots of important medical people and scientists. I started looking at those Different uh, medical studies. And one, uh, I'm just going to read off some of these things that uh, we picked up on. Over the last 15 years, these studies are showing um, moderately high levels of cortisol can cause problems in these following areas chronic complications, that's including high blood pressure, and type 2 diabetes, weight gain. Cortisol increases appetite and signals the body to shift metabolism to store fat. That's a known fact. Tiredness. It it interferes with daily cycles of other hormones and disrupting your sleep patterns and even causing fatigue. I think we've all experienced that, especially right after lunch. The fatigue that we have, there's some direct reasons what that's tied to. That's cortisol. Impaired brain function is another um, area that can cause problems from too much cortisol. Cortisol actually interfer- interferes with memory. It contributes to mental cloudness or what we know as brain fog. I'm sure you've probably experienced that as well. And cortisol also increases the risk of getting infections. It hampers the immune system. It makes you more prone to infections. So fortunately, there are many things that we can do about it and reduce your levels of cortisol. Um, So I'm going to get to the point and start naming off a few of these. I'm going to get through four of them here in this part one of the series, and then we'll do the next four and then the next uh, three to four. So, um, these are some lifestyle um, tips. There's some diet and relaxation tips that we can cover to help us lower our cortisol levels. So, the first one, this one is according to Matthew Thorpe, Dr. Matthew Thorpe, um, getting the right amount of sleep. Timing, length, and quality of sleep all influence cortisol. And I'll be the first one to admit that I'm, I'm not very good at this. Uh, I, In the past, I could live on four to five hours of sleep at night. I can't do that anymore. As the body and the mind get older each and every year, uh, that's turning into a problem for me. So that lack of sleep is actually triggering those other areas that I mentioned earlier. A review of 28 different studies of shift workers shift workers in factories around the U S manufacturing facilities that those studies found that cortisol increases in people who sleep during the day rather than at night. Now, that's not my problem, but um, I have a son-in-law and a son uh, and a brother-in-law where that's what they do. And uh, they, they work the night shift and they sleep during the day. Uh, Over time, sleep deprivation causes increased levels of cortisol. Rotating shifts can also disrupt normal daily hormone patterns. That also contributes to fatigue and other problems that are associated with high cortisol. So then we look at insomnia and how it causes high cortisol for up to about 24 hours, according to these studies. Interruptions to sleep, even in brief can also increase your levels of of, uh, cortisol and disrupt your daily hormone patterns. So if you're a night shift or a rotating shift worker, you don't have to complete, you really don't have complete control over your sleep schedule. I get that. I understand. I have family members that are experiencing that, and that's what their life is. But there are some things you can also do to help optimize sleep, even if you are a night shift or rotating shift worker. You can exercise, be physically active during waking hours, and keep a a regular bedtime as much as possible. That's one of the tips from uh, Dr. Matthew Thorpe. Don't take caffeine at night. Avoid caffeine in the evening. Next tip. Limit your exposure to bright light at night. Turn off the screens, your phone, your tablet, your laptop, your desktop. Turn off the screens and wind down for several minutes before bedtime. Even your TV. Limit distractions before bed. In other words, limit interruptions. um, And I, I actually do this every night. You can limit those interruptions and noises by using white noise. I actually use that on my phone. Uh, Just an app that you can get on your phone for white noise. And you've got, you know, I probably got 50 different sounds on my phone that I can sleep to if I wanted to. Um, Can also use earplugs and you can silence your phone and avoid fluids as well before bedtime. Take naps. Wow. Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't that be completely tremendous to be able to take a nap during the day? I don't have time to do that but maybe I should start making more time. If shift work, which isn't my lifestyle, but according to Dr. Thorpe, if shift work cuts your sleep hours short, napping can reduce sleepiness and prevent a sleep deficit. So in summary, keep a consistent sleep schedule, avoid caffeine in the evening, avoid sleep interruptions, and get seven to eight hours of sleep daily to keep cortisol in a normal rhythm. I will tell you that even last night, I went to bed at a normal hour. I actually went to bed at 10 p.m., and I woke up at 6 a.m. I actually got eight hours of sleep. It was awesome. And I feel great today. I literally, I don't even, I don't even want to take a nap, but I feel good. So there's a lot of truth behind that, not just medical and scientific truth. It's, it actually works. All right, so the next area is to exercise Of course, we want to talk about exercise, but we also want to talk about the intensity of that exercise regimen that you have and how it can increase or decrease cortisol. Intense exercise actually increases cortisol right after you exercise. Really high intense exercise actually increases cortisol and stress in your body. Although it increases in a short time, nighttime levels later are decreased. So this short term Increase helps coordinate growth of the body to meet the challenges of the day. Additionally, the size of the cortisol response lessens with um, habitual training. So it lessens uh, as you form habit. While even moderate exercise increases cortisol to unfit individuals, physically fit individuals, experience a smaller bump with intense activity. Okay, so what we have to look at here is what the maximum effort of exercise should look like for you. Mild or moderate exercise, somewhere around 40 to 60% of where, where maximum level is for you, it does not increase cortisol and in the short term it still actually leads according to the study it leads to lower those levels at night so the summary here is exercise decreases cortisol at night intense exercise increases cortisol in the short term and that's due to the stress on the, the extreme stress on the body but it still decreases the following night so exercise but not do too much of it not be too intense with it Exercise so that you are feeling a difference. You're creating a sweat and you, uh, you're feeling like the endorphins are getting moving, getting moving, moving in your body. Um, okay. Next area, learn to recognize stressful thinking. I think we all could uh, use a little bit of uh, wisdom on this level. And several doctors and scientists have done many studies about this. And they've even talked about, um, Mind what they call mindful-based stress reduction or MBSR, mindful-based stress reduction. It's actually a strategy that involves becoming more self-aware of stress-provoking thoughts and then replacing those worrying or um, anxiety-ridden thoughts with a focus on acknowledging and understanding stressful thoughts and emotions because stressful thoughts – and stressful emotions are an important signal that releases more cortisol. This study that I'm referring to here, uh, and by the way, you can see all the studies that uh, I'll post this on our our websites that I'll explain later on. You'll have you can get copies of these studies. But there were 122 adults that found that writing about past stressful experiences also increase their overall cortisol level compared to writing about positive life experiences or plans that they had at some point in their lives so one of the points there to realize is that stressful thinking even stressful writing about past experiences actually increases cortisol well now it's Time to stop doing that. Start training yourself to be aware of your thoughts and your breathing, your heart rate, other signs that cause tension in your life. Recognize that those are stress points when they begin. You can, you can focus on awareness of your mental and physical state, and then you can become more of an objective observer of your stressful thoughts instead of a victim of them. Don't become a victim of those stressful thoughts. Become an observer. And then start recognizing stressful thoughts that allow you to formulate a conscious and deliberate reaction to them. There was another study that was done with 43 women in that uh, M- MBSR, that mindful-based uh, mindful pr- uh, program that showed that the ability to describe and articulate stress was linked to a lower lower cortisol response another study of an of an additional 128 women with breast cancer showed stress mindfulness training actually reduced the cortisol levels in their systems compared to no stress management strategy whatsoever uh, again, there's some links here to some of these, rep- not some links, there are links to these reports that you can see on my website, brianhazelgren.com. You can also go to our uh, other website at Rx2Live. You can see all kinds of these articles. And they're really important to start looking at uh, even these mind, mind, they call them mindfulness-based stress reduction techniques. So stress mindfulness emphasizes self-awareness of stressful thoughts and signs of body tension. So you need to be aware of how you're feeling. Becoming more aware of stress and its triggers is the first step to successfully coping with that stress and also lowering your levels of cortisol. Okay, next area. And this will be the the final point I want to make on this particular podcast. This is part one. Uh, We'll end it with this next one, with this fourth tip. Uh, And then we'll move into part two after that. So as we all know, there's a lot of, we we need to learn to relax. So moving in from learning to recognize stressful thinking, now we learn to relax is what we need to uh, focus on as our next tip. There's a lot of relaxation exercises that have been proven to reduce cortisol levels. Deep breathing, simple technique that you can use to reduce stress. You can use that anywhere, anytime. And it also showed, there's a study here that showed 28 middle-aged women found <clears throat> nearly a 50% reduction in cortisol with deep breathing training. And they did it as a habit. So they did it daily. Uh, I actually, if, you know, in one of my earlier podcasts, we talked about deep breathing techniques. So look at that too. When you, when you see uh, the different uh, episodes of Health Beat, uh, look at one of the past episodes on deep breathing. That'll also help you remember on uh, some of those tips that we had back then too. Um, there's also a review of several studies that we did before we did this podcast and it showed that massage therapy can and does reduce cortisol levels by about 30%. I mean, think about it for a minute. I can feel that right now. So deep massage on my neck on my back on my shoulders, man, that just, that just sounds awesome. So yes, it does reduce stress. and It makes you feel better. There's also multiple studies that actually confirm that yoga can reduce cortisol and manage stress. Regular participants in Tai Chi also have been shown to be very effective in reducing cortisol. Now I don't, I don't do yoga and I don't do Tai Chi. I don't, so I'm not, I'm not going to really go into depth on that because I can't. <laughs> I'm not a participant in it. These studies go into depth. But what I do want to talk about is stretching. Stretching, for me, does an amazing job for reducing my stress levels, especially when you're sitting on planes or at the office for too long. Get up and walk around, get some movement going, get the limbs working, and also spend time stretching. Um, during the stretching, uh, also, um, well, actually during stretching and even when it's time to just sit and relax, try re- listening to some relaxing music, 10 to 15 minutes of doing that does wonders. This one study showed that, uh, in 88 male and female college students, college students, when they, when they would relax and listen to music for 30 minutes, it reduced the cortisol level compared to 30 minutes of silence or viewing a documentary. So these college students actually just listened to music that was relaxing to them. That was far more advantageous for them to listen to the music than it was viewing a documentary or just sitting in silence and not doing anything. There's uh, this study that was uh, released was also on, um, shows several different relaxation techniques that'll be helpful for you. So here's the summary on that. Many rate relaxation techniques are proven to lower cortisol. Examples would include deep breathing. As I mentioned earlier, yoga and Tai Chi, music, massage, getting a great massage and also stretching. So let's wrap it up on this particular segment, this podcast. Uh, let's call this one Part One, and we'll move into Part Two after this. But uh, you can always get a copy of my latest book, Healthy Habits of Highly Productive Employees. You can get that on my website, brianhazelgren.com, or on Amazon. If you'd also like to get a personal signed, autographed copy, just let me know. We can arrange to have that for you. I want to thank you again for tuning into Health Beat. This again is your Healthy Habits Zone. My name is Brian Hazelgren. Thank you again to Heroes Media Group and C-Suite Network Radio for the production and distribution of this podcast. I'm going to be signing off for now, but there's more to come. Actually, part two will be coming on how to reduce our cortisol levels and feel better about ourselves and reduce our stress. So that's coming um, very soon. Tune into the next uh, podcast. In the meantime, make it a great day.